Named after the mechanism that separates the sweet wort from the spent grains, False Bottom Girls features two beer experts filtering through the brewing industry to guide listeners through the wonderful, yet sometimes confusing, world of beer. Hi, my name is Rachel Hudson. I'm the co-owner and head brewer of Pilot Brewing in Charlotte, North Carolina, and an advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair. I'm the beer program coordinator with New Elm Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am also an advanced Cicerone. My favorite thing. This is the this is smoke. Did you know that this is smoke? Oh yeah. That's how it sounds when it rises. Smoke. Smoke. We're talking about smoke to bear. Smoke to bear. Did you know everything it used to be smoky? You mm-hmm. know, I did. You did. <laughs> I know you knew. But did you, <laughs> listeners out there, know that all beer used to be smoked? Tastes like smoky sour. components and sour because, I mean, yeah, like that's what beer was when we were getting started because mm-hmm. there was no, the o- okay, <laughs> what, what I mean to say is the only way to kiln malt was with fire, direct mm-hmm. fire, which Imparts smoky right. notes, or even tones. indirect fire, but it was well, still yeah, yeah. But fire, wood, right. wood caused or fire caused by wood, right? Or hay, or, or peat, yeah. Ugh. So yeah, all beer was I do not like peat. Listen, I've got a couple of things to get on my soapbox about, and people using peat smoked malt in beer is one of them. Okay, we'll get to that. Okay, because we have to explain. <laughs> okay, why? But we do good. need to get yeah. to it because we will. Just, you know, I've, long story it, short is just don't do it. It sticks my mash <laughs> so hard. But yeah, so smoked beer. It's my favorite. Everyone, it's you're, you're all going to get on the smoked beer train. But it's a good episode because it's so historical. Like, this was all, wait, all beer was made. All beer was smoky. All beer was sour because fermentation was like, mm-hmm. you know, no one really knew that much about fermentation. They didn't know how to control the, you know, they didn't know to control temperature or really how to do that. And. So uh, everything spoiled kind of quickly, mm-hmm. and thus it was sour. Well, and we didn't have, like right now, we have pure yeast strains. Sure, yes. Everything was wild, contaminated right. Right. yeast. Yes, everything was open for a minute. Yeast was not a known factor. Right. And yeast was just this. It actually, so I've been reading the uh, yes. um, Lager book, The 500 Years History of Lager, and it is fantastic. Ooh. Everybody should run out and buy it. It is so good. And it's one of those books that is more um, story driven Ooh, I love those where it's books. just got like it, like it gives you um like first person accounts of like gabriel cedelmeyer and how he's was like really messy and dirty and you know and like stuff like yeah. that like just those really fun yes. things and so they were talking about in the book uh, about the whole perception that people didn't know what yeast was yeah. And it's like, no, they knew that it was something. They just didn't know exactly yes. what it was. They, but knew, they knew they needed it. Right. Like exactly. they would collect it and use it and they knew it was get the right. next batch going. And here's yeah. something else I learned. And then we'll get back to smoke beer. Okay. Cool. Um, you know how people have like their last name of like Cooper, Miller, Hefner, like Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Was the yeast person. Hef, like Hefe. Oh. It was the Hefner. So it was the, the yeast <sighs> Like, wait, like, when you say, like, Hugh Hefner, like, the same Hefner last name? Yes. Like, the same, like, the, family? Like, well, Playboy and Yeast? Oh, God. 
<laughs> no, it's good. not like years, years of, of generations of Hefners, but uh, that's where the last name Hefner came from. That's what I wanted from. it to be. Is, that's really cool. Yeah. So, so that's, but you say like Hefe buys in yeast. Right. But, but Hefe means. Hefe is yeast. Yes. In German. Right. Yes. So oh, German last name. This guy named yeast. <laughs> He named well, it. You, but you had like, you Hefe. know, like the, the Cooper was the, the guy yeah. who made the barrels. And so like the oh, Hefner. book. It is so good. Get this book, everyone. It is so good. I've not even read it and I'm all about it. It's, and I'm, I'm maybe a third of the way through it and it is just enjoyable. Nice. I love those books like that. It is. And if you've ever, um, if you've ever read anything by Bill Bryson, it's kind of written that same way where there is a lot of like that, like here's yeah. a, here's where the name Hefner came from. And it's like, yeah. oh, whoa, I never thought about that before. Yeah. But anyway, we'll get back to smoke. Yeah, sorry. Maybe we'll do some lager stuff S- later. S- since, yeah. It says we're excited now. Yeah. But um, yeah, so smoked beer, there are several different styles, but Rachel is correct that when it, when we were first brewing it was everything was smoked and then because just to reiterate like the farmers or whoever states the workers really because everything was made on your state right would grow barley correct but barley is super 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 hard it has to go through germination process Mm -hmm. and then they needed a way to stop that germination process steeping germination kilning are three steps of malting yes so this is the kiln so this has to happen Right. That's why everything's smoky. Right. You ha- yes, you yeah. have to dry right. because otherwise, dry the moisture out yeah. of the out of the finished malt, and then also depending on how long you and how much heat you yeah. apply, you get different levels. It's not like you could just go pick barley and throw it in the right mash. But I say that, that now you can get d- different levels. But another thing worth noting, and I think we talked about this in the Irish Stout episode, is that most malt was either like very very basically like still kind of raw barley. Yeah. Or it was no, amber yeah. or brown. Yeah. Like you didn't have a caramel malt. You didn't have roasted malt. Everything was amber and brown. And that's why, because it was, you know, it's being dried over the fire and that's, that's the color that it's turning in the malt. So that's why styles like Porter and Stout kind of came into popularity because for a while that was just, yeah. like, that's just what beer looked like. Exactly. It's going to be dark, smoky, and sour. Yeah. And it was not very well modified malt. Correct. Either. So... That kind of leads us, you know, down the road to a new invention when it does get better. But this is how it starts. It starts with low modified malt, brown and amber colors, smoky mm-hmm. aroma. You had to use a lot tone. of it because you were because it was low modified. It didn't right. have an, it didn't have a lot of fermentable sugar. Right, right. And then in the like early 1800s is when Coke was invented. So then you could have a cleaner malt. So you yeah. could have the fire. Without the smoke. Exactly. And so then you could also make paler malt because you weren't basically burning everything to amber or brown. Exactly. And that's, again, and I, I'm pretty sure we talked about this in the Irish style, but that's also around the time that the hydrometer was invented. Yes. And so they realized that's when they discovered that the lighter colored malt had more fermentable sugars. Yeah. So the hydrometer would let them take a measurement right. of these it sugar measures levels. density, yeah. And then it was a little bit more expensive to use the paler malt, but in the long run, like economies of scale, it was actually cheaper yeah. to do that. And then in 1817 was when our drum roaster was invented that mm-hmm. had the spraying mechanism to keep the, basically to keep it from catching on fire. So then you could use, and if you brew, you won't, you know, you use, you know, maybe 5% of roasted malt. And so you were getting better beers that were still darker and still had those flavors. 
and then beer wasn't really smoky anymore. Yeah. And so we have most beer styles, smoked beer styles now, I think are most correctly classified as historical styles. Yes. And you can do really any style as a smoked beer style. Correct. I'm not saying that every style should be. But it's more about taking a correct recipe for a base style and adding some smoked malt to that. Mm -hmm. And when you make a smoky beer, we are adding smoked malt. Right. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say because I know I've had people ask before, like, where does the smoke come from? The smoke always comes from the malt. Yeah. And yeah. also just another, and I, I don't know of anybody who's done this, but I have seen it mentioned that you shouldn't do this sort of like on the Windex bottle when it says that you can't use it to clean your contacts. <laughs> and you know that's because at some point somebody like sprayed it in their eyes. So don't yeah. use liquid smoke. Yeah, don't do that. To put smoke in your beard. No, it's the smoke be... should come from the malt. Yeah. And it's not it's not the same thing. It's not a one for one. And it's not going to taste very good. No. It's going to taste too much and fake and you know, like right. like in a grill. So yeah, so the smoke is always going to come from your malt. Or I guess I know one one of the emerging trends for smoked beers is using smoked hops, and I know you guys had yeah. cold smoked some hops. That was cool. Um, another way you can get smoked beer, and I haven't done this yet, and I'm really curious to do it, but your yeast will absorb a lot of that smoke. Oh yeah. And so if you repitch it, yeah, I've read that you when you brew a smoked mm. beer and maybe you're not happy with the amount of smoke, like you thought there'd be more smoke. Yeah. A lot of times it's because that yeast has absorbed that. And so if you repitch your yeast, oh. it will be a really strongly smoky smell. Would you use less malt in that second brew? Or less you know, smoked malt? Or So I'm going to do an experiment with this. Should we do it with no smoked malt? So yes, that's exactly what yes. I think we should do is have like have the recipe, use the yeast, harvest it, and then brew again and brew one exactly the same. Yeah. Actually, no, we would do three. We'd brew one exactly the same. Yeah with that same yeast pitch, or reusing that yeast pitch, one with less smoke malt, and then one with no smoke malt, and see how much All that the yeast same actually, yeast yes, pitch. see how much that yeast actually does change it. Because I've done that with uh, kombucha, I make smoked kombucha, mm -hmm. and the way I do it is when I'm making the tea, I use just a little bit of smoked tea, and I had a scoby that I used, like I have my smoked scoby. Yeah. Because I'd also read that, I mean, it's, it's still a culture of yeah. yeast and it would absorb that smoke. So then I made one batch with a new SCOBY with the smoked tea. And it still, it wasn't a lot of smoked tea. It was, it was basically the same way you brew, like you're just using 15%. Yeah. And then kept that SCOBY and just went back to making regular tea and would just pitch that scoby in there and it would be smoked kombucha because the scoby had absorbed so much nice. of that smoke that it would impart a smoke flavor. How so fun. I feel like you can do that probably with the yeast strain also. Yeah. We'll report back, guys. Pastor, no, we're excited. Pastor yeah. detector agency. Smoked beer styles, your smoke should always come from the malt. Um, or, you know, the the kind of the new experimental thing is to try it with cold smoked hops. Yeah. Um, but even, well, I mean, you guys did it, and you guys, you can probably talk to it better than I can, we but also, I remember it had a really nice smoked flavor. We also used smoked malt, too. Okay. But, um, but yeah, we did, we had some, um, we had a local home brewer drop off some whole leaf hops that he had grown, mm -hmm. and we really wanted to use them at some point before they got bad, so... We, this is what we did, yeah. We we uh, what did we do? We got like a soldering iron and a little tin can, and we just kind of smoked some wood. 
mm-hmm. in that can on a um, we have like an electric grill that sits on our patio. So we uh, put the hops just like around that and like enclosed it in that grill, and it was super cool. Um, we had to keep spraying them with water every once in a while. Yeah. But it was, um, so it's kind of hard to tell how much smoke it actually imparted, but I should do something again where I'm just using the hops just to see. Yeah. And no, and no malt. But yeah, I did have some malt, but, uh, I can't remember how much. So some of the, there's a few different styles, but, um, one in particular that I think is worth talking about, or at least making a distinction with, it's an important distinction is Rauch beer. Oh yes. So that's a German beer style. And it's made with smoked malt. And really your base can be, your base beer can be pretty much anything. The kind of the classic from Schlinkerla is the Meritzen, but they yeah. also have a Helles and they have mm-hmm. a Hefeweizen. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be a lager base. Yeah. But it has to have Beechwood smoked malt yeah. specifically. Yeah. So you can make other smoked beers. It, and But if you make a smoked beer that has that is Beechwood smoked yeah. malt, it is a rock beer. Yes. If you make a beer that has cherry oak, smoked, yeah, or oak wood smoked, applewood smoked. I think Epiphany does an applewood smoked malt. I've got some. Yeah. Of, I've, I've got yeah, some of that, and it's really, really good. That's fun because mostly out there as a commercial brewer, you, you're really only getting beechwood or cherry wood, yeah, or peat, which you, as Jen will tell you in just a second, you do not order. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about this, everyone. <laughs> do not use peat smoked malt in beer. The it's purpose, low quality. Well, the purpose of peat wood smoked malt is for distilling. And it's if you've ever had a beer with peat smoked malt, you know that it tastes terrible. It's very phenolic. Mm-hmm. It's very rubbery. You don't need, you know, generally if you're using a re- just a regular correct smoked malt in your beer, 15% will give you a smoked flavor. Even a yeah. rock beer, I think, is only about 20%. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. Now, there are a couple styles out there with 100%. We'll talk about that in a second. Yes, but, but peat smoked malt is always inappropriate mm-hmm. in any beer. I will put an asterisk on that to say that Divine Barrel here in Charlotte, when they first opened, had a peat smoked porter that I ordered because I was like, you're not supposed to do this. It's against the rules. And I tried it, and it was very, very good. But I also yeah. enjoy smoked beers, but it didn't have that really sharp phenolic peat smoke flavor to it Mm -hmm. that generally if people are using a beer or using peat smoked malt in a beer that it has. So they did a very nice job, but they're also very good at just layering nuanced flavors anyway. Um, That is the only exception. And unless you're Divine Barrel listening to this, you're not Divine Barrel. Don't brew a beer with peat smoked beer because it also (laughs) makes me angry because I love smoked beers. I love all sorts of smoked beers. And when somebody yeah. makes a beer incorrectly and uses something like peat smoked malt, somebody tastes that and says, this is disgusting. I guess I don't like smoked beers. And then they never try smoked beers again. And there's so many different types of smoked there really beers are. out there. There is one out there for all of you to love. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. And one of the beers that Jen made when she worked at Pilot was... Uh, a Grotsky, which is 100% smoked oat, oaked wheat malt, right? Grotsky. Grotsky. No. Grotsky. <laughs> no. <laughs> Grotsky. You can also just call it a Grotzer. Grotsky. 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 Yes. <laughs> Grotsky. Okay. It was really good. It won an award, right? Mm-hmm. 
Where did it win? I can't remember. Um, NC Brewers North Cup? Car- yeah, North Carolina Brewers 2018 Cup. 2018 North Carolina Brewers Cup. Silver. Silver. In the historical style. In the historical style for God's get skate. <laughs> Oh, this should totally be a hockey player's name. I'm sure it is. Oh, we should have named the beer like Wayne Grudzinski. Now I can't even say it. You've got me all messed up. (laughs) Wayne Grudzinski. Next one. (laughs) We will. We will. But yes, that is, um, it's a Polish beer style. It's a historical style. It's, um, it can be either from Poland, which is Graz. So it's G-R-O-D-S-K, I think is the name of the town. Or it can be um, like right across the border in Germany is Grotzer. Right. So you can see it alternatively as a Grzycki or a Grotzer. The difference is the ingredients. So you're using German hops if it's a Grotzer. You're using like a a Lubelski if it's a Polish. What kind of yeast do you recommend for smoked beer? It's pretty, you pretty much just need like a workhorse yeast. It depends. Maybe a Kolsch. It for like for a Grzycki, I want to say the what one that use? I made at Pilot was maybe just like a Chico. Yeah. Like just an American strain. That's what I'm thinking. Like just something a workhorse that's clean. Right. But it depends. It depends on on the style and yeah. what the flavor profile you're going for. Okay, yeah, for. but so the Grzycki was <laughs> that you right. But this is oat smoked wheat oak. malt. Oak Smoked wheat malt. Yes, and it's 100%. 100%. So it's like really low alcohol, too. It's like yes, 3%. Yeah, it's like 3.8. And so that one's really nice because it's um, it's always a smash beer because you're, yeah. it should yeah. be the oak smoked malt or wheat and 100% of that and then 100% Polish or mm-hmm. German hops. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, just a yeast that's going to be fairly neutral. Um, that one, I, I love it. You also know, did another smoked beer pilot that you won an award for. It was that smoked rye amber. Remember? Yeah. It was uh, Beer Army Wars last yes, year. Yes, yeah. 2018 Beer Army yes. Wars. Yes, 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 that's correct. Bronze, I think, yeah. Because we had we had two bronze and one silver, and we had, the silver was in brown ale. Yes. So it was, yeah. yeah. Right, smoked, no, is it smoked amber rye. Smoked amber Something rye. Something like that, but yes. Had a lot an, going on. It was an amber beer <laughs> with smoked malt and yeah. rye yeah. in it, yes. It was very good. Yeah. People really like, we, we actually haven't done that many smoked beers since you left just because, you know. I'm not there. <laughs> you're not there. <laughs> yeah. Not that I wouldn't. Oh, well, Amanda has. That's not true. We did the the cold smoke tops and stuff like right. that. Uh, another style that I really enjoy that I don't see very, of, very often is a Lichtenhainer. Uh, yes. And that that is kind of. Lichtenhainer. <laughs> I like this small little walk. Yes. Lichtenhainer. <laughs> I like saying it. <laughs> Um, it is a kind of a throwback to what smoked beers used to be. It's light, yeah. light alcohol, sour, smoky yep. beer. It's yep. oh, it's so good. It, yep. And it's it's one of those things where you but they're, don't. They're lighter in color. They're pale. Correct. Paler they're color. very pale in yeah. color. But you don't think of like sour and smoke going well together necessarily. Yeah. But it goes. It's very drinkable. But again, very light bodied. You know, meant for you to be able to drink it all day. So, what do you think? Uh, What's making the sour component in the Lichtenhainer? I think it's lactobacillus. Yeah. I think like a so. Kettle, kind of like a kettle sour smoked beer? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I've never brewed a, Lichten, a Lichtenhainer, so I, I'm Shall not exactly it? sure. Accept it. Yeah. If only we had miniature computers in our hands right now that we could just use to look up that information. Yeah. We, uh, we do. 
(laughs) (laughs) Wait a second. But yeah, then, you know, beyond that, you can, like Rachel was saying, you can make any beer, a smoked beer, if you, you know, take deep breaths and take it slow. (laughs) It's funny because I'll I'll text Jen and be like, okay, we're going to make this smoked beer. But um, tell me the percentage I should use again. And she'll tell me and I'll be like, is that like a gin percentage or is that like (laughs) a regular person percentage? And she's like, well, if you want to go regular person, maybe like down a couple percent. No, <laughs> if you want regular person smoke, you should always start at 15%. But 15%. Usually Rachel rule. and I will land I trust on it. 13% I... or she'll be like, it's 12.5. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's fine. So <laughs> I am looking it up. And yes, for Lichtenhainer, the ingredients, smoked barley, wheat malt, lactobacillus, top fermenting yeast. Nice. So there we go. Uh, but yeah, I definitely, um, for me, any any kind of smoke is good. But for most people, I generally do recommend if you're putting together a grist and you want the smoke to be noticeable, put it at 15%. It's typically almost always a base malt, so you're going to get that fermentable sugar from it as yeah, well. That's so that's, that's what you're, you're substituting some yeah. of your base malt with the smoked malt. And I think the because the issue that people run into, and I know we've had this conversation before, is, well, I don't want it to be too smoky. So you don't want it to be gen smoky. You want it to be like regular people smoky. But (laughs) the issue, if you're not putting enough smoked malt in, is then it tastes like a mistake. Yeah. And people don't know that you, that it is. It is true. It is a beer with smoked malt in it, not a beer with like some sort of phenolic issue to it. And we actually did that once and and dumped the batch because of it. Because it didn't taste as right. But luckily you can do stuff like that easier when it's not six barrels. It's only five gallons. Right. But. Yeah, um, no, that's true. It is true. You can't, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't, just go ahead and do 15%. It's probably pretty safe. And I also say that because, again, most, if you, like, if you just go to your homebrew store or you just go to your brewer supply, they're going to have beechwood smoke, cherrywood yeah. smoke. Those are going to be your options. You can smoke your own. Right. When I worked at Left Hand, uh, Fade of Black is all, we smoked that malt. Yeah. And but, but if you're making a recipe you can start with 15 percent, knowing that that's like that's pretty established people have been buying that malt for years and they know you know that 15 percent is going to give you a smoky flavor 20 percent is going to get you more like a rock beer flavor so it'll be very smoky but yes one of the things i think is most exciting about craft maltsters today is the amount of customization they can do but so many of them are starting to do smoked malts and you, I mean, obviously, you know, like I'm thrilled with that, but they oh, can yeah. do custom smoked. And um, if you guys are not familiar with Sugar Creek Malting out of uh, Lebanon, Indiana, so Caleb and his team up there, they do amazing things. Is He has an incredible operation. So yeah. everybody just go follow them and see everything that they do <laughs> and all of the like the special projects they do with places like Fontaflora and Burial and Scratch and all these things. Super, super cool. But he is has the ability to be highly collaborative with the kinds of smoked malts that he does. That's cool. He recently just made a smoked lavender malt for Avery uh, Swanson, Master Cicerone, yeah. at helping at her new brewery, um, not Helping Hands. Um, I don't know. Keeping Together. Ah, keeping Sorry. together. <laughs> yes. No, well, because her, her logo is very cool, but it's got uh. like, I was like, I'm picturing the logo with the hands on it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so she'll be making a beer with smoked lavender malt. And wow, like, that's interesting. I would, I will drive to Chicago to try that when <laughs> that it's finally weird. ready. You know, you know how I feel about lavender. That's true. You don't like lavender. I love lavender. It's weird. And beer. I like it in my soap. 
but I that's you know you can take any style of malt and any style of wood or spices or flowers and smoke those and make those flavors. That's true. That'd be fun. Like why you said spices and flowers. Like Mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. And I have like the applewood smoked uh, malt from Epiphany has a really very apple flavor to it. I, mm. I remember doing a hot sleep with it and being surprised That's by cool. the amount of apple, yeah. they, like an apple wood that you could taste in the malt. And so when we we're talking about what sorts of yeast to use, that was something that I, I did a hot steep and wrote mm. down what kinds of flavors I was getting from it. And then the first time I brewed it, I brewed it into a Dunkelweizen. And uh, because I was like, okay, there's like apples, it's yeah. bready, and it's going to be just a little bit of smoke. But the issue is that it's also a very, very delicate yeah. malt. So it's a very delicate smoke on the malt. So I think I did like 20%, and you could taste it. But again, it wasn't clear that it was supposed to be there. And uh. especially if you're using a Vizin yeast that already has those phenolics in it, it just made it... I really liked Dulled it. Dulled it down a little. But it made it yeah. seem like this is not intentional. There's gotcha. just an extra phenolic note in it. So the next time I brewed with it, I used 90%, and the other 10% was oat malt. That's such a huge jump. Yes, but still, I and I should have brought some of it for you, because if yeah. you try it, it tastes like a smoked beer, but it doesn't taste like there's 90% smoked yeah. malt in there. interesting. But that's also just something that I learned from doing it. Well, it makes sense. I mean, like, you can do 100%. You can do 100%, and, right. and it will get a, a good product. So it does right. make sense. It's but, just like a big mental jump. Like, right, but something you, like... Proud of you. It was nice. Beechwood. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Beechwood smoke, cherrywood smoke, those, if you did 100%, I think it would be undrinkable. It would be yeah. entirely too smoky. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this, yeah. just having that experience, I mean, like, okay, well, you know what? I like smoked beer, so even if yeah. I bump it up to 90% and it's... You did, you did try it. You did have a base. Of right. Note. Yeah. Right. And, you know, either way, like, I know I'll drink it, but if it's too smoky, then I just won't give it to people. But since I knew it had that really nice apple character, I wanted a yeast that would have really fruity, apple kind of yeah. palm fruit phenolics, and I ended up getting an English ale yeast. Nice. And so the overall effect is this very kind of like apple, like not green apple, not acetaldehyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. very like apple smoky because apples and smoke go so well together and like apple smoky with a, a little bit of other fruitiness to it. And overall, it's just kind of a fruity, smoky beer. Yeah. Very well. Yeah. So your yeast Love definitely it. depends on what kind of beer you're going for. And that one I entered as a classic smoked beer style. So... You'll see in like BJCP, I'm, I'm not sure about BA, but they have classic smoked beer and then they have specialty smoked beer. Is this the one that you just won a war for? Yes. Nice. I did. Wait, tell, I did. Say what it was, the what you won the award for, what um, competition? The Shebrew Comp. Shebrew Comp. Yes, Where does so that take place? Is that like a... Sh- Portland. Just, okay, so you just send in your samples? Yes. yes. Nice. Um, so... Is that home brewers? Yes. Or just she brewers? Yes, it's she and people, people identifying as women who yes. are homebrewers. Yes. Yeah, well, I mean, of course. Right. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> but um, I love it. That I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Said that. That's okay. Um, but the, the, <laughs> the, what was I going to say? Fuck. I'm so sorry. I was, um, you can totally interrupt me if you remember, but okay. I was uh, looking up some stuff about smoked beer the other day, and just like I have just this article I came across of all these other breweries that do smoked beer and just the different types of wood they use, mm-hmm. like Alaskan Brewery, 
it says here they use a lot of local alder, um, alder wood right. to mold its barley, which is so a lot of these places will smoke their own. Right. Um, which is also a lot of times why I think they win awards is because yeah. it's not just the same exactly. beechwood smoke or cherrywood smoke. Malt. There, there was another one on here that was cool. Something about like a salmon wood, like someone was, or like some sort of, I know that's a weird thing to say, salmon wood. I'll have to find it. It might not even be this article. It might have been something else. But um, yeah, smoked cherry, oh, smoked peach. That's not. That's kind of cool too. You know, we we're talking about smoking wood, smoking hops, but you can smoke anything. It looks like this. You know, this brewery, Dove Dovetail Brewery. Dovetail. Dovetail Brewery. You've been oh, to I've Dovetail. Dove, I've been to Dovetail. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, not thinking, but yeah, they, it looks like they made up a lemon vice with smoked cherry and, and smoked peach. Yeah, that sounds good. Lots of ways to. I wonder. Like that's a good. Like I'm excited to try that. See how much this. Uh, Smoked dry hop really imparts. I've done some smoked IPAs before that mm-hmm. have turned out really well. Oh, nice. Um, when I worked at Hardywood. Right. Actually, some of the very first beers I ever brewed were smoked. Because <coughs> that's what new brewers do, right? They can't yeah. can't keep it simple. So it was like, smoked IPA. And I got this. I got all these additions of hops laid out, right? And the owner, Patrick, he's like, so what's your IBUs? I'm like, I don't, what are you talking about? I don't know. I'm putting all these hops in. This one's going in 60 minutes. This one's going Because, <laughs> you know, I learned backwards. Right. But it was funny. I mean, they, they turned out really well. I should do that again. A lot of times we'll do, um, we'll take some of our IPA out the big tank and do small kegs of like habanero, mm-hmm. which is not smoked, but gives a little. But I used to like smoke some habaneros and do the smoked malt because I would do the smoked IPA and it was good. But of course... You know, I'm Rachel and an American, and that's never good enough. So I had to make another one that smoked up arrows. Right. But it was fun. I should do good. it again. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to brew, like, just brew, like, a 15-gallon batch and put it in three different carboys. And, like, this one has smoked hops in it. This one has repitched yeast. Yeah. You know, and just see see what they do to kind of learn that because I think that – Smoke is, again, I'm just a big fangirl about smoked yeah. beers, but I, one of the reasons I am is because it is so versatile and yeah. you can, you can modify it in any way. And like you said, you can make smoked, uh, you know, fruit or, or mm-hmm. whatever and yeah. add that into secondary. Um, and I actually had done that, uh, two years ago, no, three years ago for a local homebrew competition that we do. Um, or that they do here in Charlotte, that they give you the secret ingredient and everybody has to brew a beer with that secret ingredient in it. And the year that I brewed, in like the first year, the secret ingredient was grapefruit. And so I candied grapefruit in uh, with bourbon barrel-aged sugar that I found. Because seriously, like if it's barrel-aged or if it's smoked anything... I like I I will buy it. So I've got like smoked sugar, smoked salt, smoked olive oil, everything. Yeah. But I candied those grapefruit in the smoked sugar, and then used just a little bit of smoked malt. But then really like those in secondary imparted such a smoky grapefruit character. Yeah. So it's it's very versatile, and you can do you can do anything. So I encourage you if you don't if you think you don't like smoke in beer. Try a different beer than what you tried the first time because there oh, is yeah. a lot of nuance in them and a lot of just a lot of different kinds of flavors. And then if you're a brewer, think about what you can 
use? Like what, mm-hmm. what could I smoke to, to put in this beer beyond just smoke malt or what kinds of smoke malt would I like to see? Because a lot of the craft maltsters, especially, um, and the ones who are doing these, uh, have their own smoker will be able to customize small batches, which is how I ended up with a bag of the Applewood smoked malt. Mm-hmm. And which is pretty new age thing. You know, mm-hmm. like this wasn't available a few years ago. You just got your beechwood or your cherry wood or you smoked yeah. your own. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I think that's when we're talking about if, if you're in the competition game and you want to win awards, probably not going to win awards for cherry wood smoke malt because yeah. it's, everybody knows that. And it's, that's why. Others stand out more. Right. Well, that's why Alaskan continues to win awards for their smoke porter because yeah. they're using smoked alder wood that they yeah. use themselves. Yep. That, that, or that they make themselves. So, so try the smoked beer. That's how I like to talk. I've noticed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up Yes. for y'all. So thanks for listening. I just, I just let Jen take it away. <laughs> yes. Once again, um, please rate and subscribe. I think subscribing helps boost our visibility. Um, yes. Oh, and I Help will us. say before we leave, because I brought this with me. The Smoked Beers book. Yeah, is that good? By Ray Daniels and Jeffrey Larson. Yes. Yes. This book, um, definitely get it. If you guys can, it's one of the older Brewers Association books. Has a lot of just really incredible information in there. And this is out of all of the books I've read about the malting process and history of malt houses. This book, I was surprised that I learned more from this than I have from books nice. about malting. So Good this, to know. And I have recommended it to craft maltsters. Like, yeah. you should read this book because it gives you, like, schematics for how the malt houses used to be built nice. and goes into cool. a level of detail I haven't seen anywhere else. And these Brewers Association beer styles books are, I think, less than $15. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. fairly inexpensive. And they're good. And this one's just a fun one to read. But um, anyway, thank you, everyone, for listening and Please give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Fossbottom Girls and feel free to reach out anytime at Gmail um, on Fossbottomgirls at gmail.com. Now did you take us out on the smoke noise? Smoke. <laughs> this has been False Bottom Girls. And we make the Bruin world go round.